It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September the 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're a Locked On Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harris and he's Chris Russell. We're the host of the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow. Leave a rating, leave a review to help other fans of the team find us just like you did when you're not here. You can find Chris over the Team 983 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with Pete Methurst on the Russell and Methurst Show. Also find that on the Odyssey app, as well as this show on the Odyssey app. On Twitter, find Chris at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82. The show is at Pod. Chris, I have to uh, give you a big shout-out before we even get started. I've been sick for what feels like forever, but you step right in. Zero problems, zero issues, carried the show, uh, even with, with, with an extra episode even. So I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all your efforts, all your time. Um, I feel like I'm still a little bit ill in my voice, so hopefully it's not too bad. But I think that I'm, I'm good enough to come back, come off the pup is, is what I told you earlier. So I'm, I'm coming off the pup and, and we're back here just in time because the roster is starting to get trimmed a little bit more. Yeah, I would say before we get into that, first of all, welcome back. I'm glad you're feeling better. I, I mean, uh, it was... Uh, you know, look, I'm going to I'm going to need something's going to happen to me at some point. So I was more than happy to uh, to do it and squeeze it in. I hope I didn't bore anybody half to death uh, by my monotone uh, delivery and presentation, especially Friday night after the game. As I was telling you, as uh, we were just beginning to record this, I literally recorded that episode at the FedEx field press box salad bar. And, and so now the reporters uh, that cover the team now have something else to make fun of me of uh, because I actually recorded the press, the, the, the episode Friday night into the weekend again from the salad bar. So uh, it would figure that I would do something like that, but I, I didn't have anywhere else to go and I had to crank out an episode, but good to have you back. I'm glad you're feeling better. And yeah, away we go. I mean, we are now less than a week away, David, from the cut down to 53 and we saw a cut down to 80 uh, by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. No real big names. Uh, I'll run down the list and then ask you for your opinion. Uh, offensive lineman John Toth, Offensive tackle, Rick Leonard. Linebacker, Justin Phillips. Defensive tackle, Justice Reed. Cornerback, Jordan Brown. I don't think any of those five names really would surprise you or anybody, but Steven Sims was released on Monday as David Sharp was brought back from the COVID list. I guess I'll ask big picture, did that surprise you? I don't, th- I don't think the name specifically surprised me as much as the timing of it kind of surprised me. I kind of thought maybe we'd get a little bit further into the preseason, into training camp, all that stuff before a decision like that one specifically was made, kind of a name that a lot of people know about and and, and we're familiar with. So that's kind of, I guess, the only dynamic of that that kind of surprised me. Because like you said, the, the rest of these names, 
you know, no disrespect to them or, or their dreams, you know, or anything like that, but they're kind of names that the casual fans kind of like who, like what, you know, who was that guy? I don't even really know who he was or what number, like if we, if we were to bring 10 Washington football team fans on the show and have them try to name, you know, pick the numbers out for each of these guys on the roster, especially with this season and the changes, a lot of them probably wouldn't be able to do it. And that's just kind of how this business goes. You know what I mean? Um, so for a guy that is somewhat notable within the fan base, at least, to be cut and be cut earlier than you know necessary uh just just that was kind of the only surprising part of that yeah and, and i'm with you too I, I was a little bit surprised by the time especially being that it seemed like he had corrected some of his work habits uh and i think um you know he was working hard on the jugs machine a lot after practice not every day but working hard he was having a pretty decent camp a lot of people were talking him up earlier in camp but the depth at the wide receiver position number one we saw uh, Kelvin Harmon let go last week, which was a little bit of surprise in terms of timing. I guess it just comes down to if they know, they know. And why keep a guy if they know already, right? Uh, I mean, they don't they don't know on Dax Milne and, and DeAndre Carter yet, maybe. I mean, I'm sure they have a strong idea, but they don't, you know, on Antonio Gandy-Golden. Are they taking six? Are they taking seven? They knew on Steven Sims. No matter what he did to try and correct what he did wrong last year, it wasn't good enough. And the position was too deep. And the writing was really on the wall, as we discussed, you know, all offseason. You add Deami Brown. You add Curtis Samuel. You add Adam Humphreys. You're getting certain guys back that were already there and productive last year. People were going to get squeezed out. Uh, and Kelvin Harmon and Steven Sims already uh, from names got um, squeezed out. All right. So, um, so that, that was that, by the way, we tried to, David, I don't know if you got to hear the uh, Tuesday edition. I tried to take a feeble guess at the five cuts. Um, I got one of them, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one of them and a last name, right. Just the wrong first name of the player. I, I guess Tony Brown at wide receiver instead it was Jordan Brown. I, I, I did get Rick Leonard, Correct, but I struck out on West Martin, Cole Luke, and Boonmi Rotimi uh, on my five predictions. I took a shot. Uh, David, you were obviously, uh, again, out six, so I don't know uh, where you're at in terms of what you were able to see of the Washington football 17-13 win over the Bengals, uh, but I'm sure by now you've seen something red, what have you. Uh, have some thoughts. We never got your thoughts. I obviously have had plenty of time for my thoughts, so I'd love yours. Yeah, I mean, I tried to watch it in real time, and I just my head was, was not happy about my attempts to do that. So I did end up having to watch it later on, uh, thanks to the magic of NFL Game Pass. And... I mean, it looked like a preseason game. And, and, and I think that, you know, I, I saw that there was some frustration out there in, in social media a little bit. And there's some people who are kind of jockeying for Taylor Heineke to maybe get an opportunity with the ones. And and listen, if, if the team wants to give Taylor Heineke a, an, an opportunity to be, you know, the starting quarterback, then, hey, that's that's their prerogative. That's their decision. To me, I still see Ryan Fitzpatrick as the better option for the quarterback for this team right now. And I think that what a lot of people have to to understand and remember is that there's there's a very big part of this offense that's still missing right now, and that is Curtis Samuel. And when he comes back or when he's able to come back, in theory, he kind of almost come in almost like a turbocharger, right? Because he, he knows the offense. He knows the language. He's working, you know, taking the mental reps. He's in the meetings. He's doing some, some good things. So it's not like they're not getting to know each other at all. Now, the timing might be a little bit off. I think that's what we're seeing right now, uh, especially with like Ryan Fitzpatrick and some of these wide receivers is just 
things that have to be kind of tweaked. Even that that pass that should have been an interception that wasn't an interception intended for Adam Humphreys, like that's more of a uh, that that's more of a just a hey in this situation. Like for when I think Adam was doing is Adam was over the middle of the field and there's green grass to my left. There's a defender to my right. Let me go to the left. That that makes sense. Right. What Adam, what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing is saying, "Oh, Adam is cutting in front of this linebacker. Uh, I think it was linebacker. Let me throw the ball there so he can catch the ball." So it's just an understanding of where we're at with what we're doing. And honestly, even quarterbacks, receivers that have been playing for a long time are going to have miscommunications. It's just a matter of kind of getting into, "Hey, in this scenario, this is what we want to do together and coming together as a unit." And some of these, some of these what ifs, you can't answer until it happens. So that's one of the things. And from watching the broadcast, you saw Fitzpatrick and Humphreys were talking to each other as they walked to the sidelines. I promise you, they were absolutely talking about what happened on that potential interception and how they together were going to fix that. And that's something that hopefully you don't see in the future. So it's it's practice. You know what I mean? And and you get a practice grade just like you get a practice test, a grade for a practice test in school and all that stuff. But I, I would just hesitate people to put a final grade in the grade book on the on the on the transcript for a practice and and that's what we're seeing here um so i just that's that's basically my overall thought of it is no it wasn't perfect no it wasn't beautiful and with all the excitement you want to kind of see that beauty in real life and i get that urge i totally do but with as much turnover as they had honestly it could take even two or three even four weeks into the regular season now if you enter week five and you're still having some of these miscommunications some of these problems then you start to get more worried about the fit you know what i mean but in the initial stages, and that's very much what this team is in, you still you kind of have to give them that grain of salt of they're still growing into their roles. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, an important note. And, and remember, and Ron Rivera confirmed it once again uh, on Tuesday when asked if he cared about the Ravens' 19-game winning streak or wins and losses in the preseason. He said, yeah. I don't care. I care about the performance and getting these guys – like you said, on the same page communication-wise. And Adam Humphreys and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't worry about uh, those two at all. No. And then, I mean, the defense is just is legit. I think this defense is really good. And when William Jackson gets back on the field, uh, I think it's only going to get even better. And I'm super happy to see our guy, Benjamin St. Juice, just just out there really making a name for himself early on and and being extremely successful. Uh, And Chris, our listeners, I would I would love for them to all be extremely successful as well in their personal life and their professional life, but also in their gambling life. If they choose to take the step into gambling, want to do we want them to do it at BetOnline.ag because it's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests including a half million dollar NFL mega contest and a 200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website using your mobile device, sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus using the promo code locked on. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys up to $25. If you lose, they refund that bet. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found 
Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being with us, as always, downloading and subscribing. Please, please, please tell a friend. Please share wherever you can. All right, uh, David, um, Jason Wright was a guest of Pat McAfee, who, of course, uh, does a radio slash TV show for Sirius XM uh, and all sorts of different uh, other outlets. He's Mr. WWE and all that. And, uh, you know, Jason was a guest. Uh, on that particular show, uh, and he addressed you know a couple of questions that I thought were fairly good questions uh, for Pat McAfee. Uh, and I know you have some audio that we wanted to play right here uh, from Jason Wright's appearance with Pat McAfee. Uh, when are you naming a new team name, dude? Mm-hmm. When are we doing it? You, want to do uh, it you now? said when or what or when? whom or what? Do you want to do it now? No, I do not. Hey, I saw the internet explode whenever these eight names went out there and you had to react and say, excuse me, this is not the final eight. Just <laughs> the three are in here somewhere. How has this process been? I got a chance to see the making the brand, uh, you and Ron Rivera, and then the muted, like, I think we like these three or whatever. Has this yep. been more difficult, more fun? What has the process been like trying to decide a billion dollar brand name for the next, I don't know, hundred years or so? That's that's, that's Yeah, cool. I think first, you know, yeah, next year we'll be in 90 years old of the franchise right so we're, we're going to announce this at our 90 year you know moment but uh, i think first it's been a privilege you know because i've gotten to understand how deep it is with our fans mm-hmm. you know it is it's their memories of watching in the basement with grandma and like that's what shifted when the name shifted and so it's a privilege to really steward all of that deep goodness and history going forward it's also been really fun um because people are animated about this you have people who are creative and creating content you have shows like you all talking about this and taking both insightful and funny ass takes yes thank you. it's been really good it's been really really good um for us to get to know our fans because we need to do that anyway it's um it can't be easy though i mean whenever we're thinking about how do we word a t-shirt yeah it's like it is a probably like, how, well, how do we word a, a segment which we're not big excited what do we even ah, to be honest we normally throw segments away because we can't think of a good enough name for it it is a difficult challenge has, yeah. has ron rivera been a in the video we see him be a pretty active part of it but he's been a pretty active part of this entire thing huh is there any other people yeah i mean he's yeah he's he's he's, he's definitely giving us input just like everybody else you know um and there's a a a core team of us who are thinking about it every single day, but it really is a community effort. It's Ron and the coaching staff. It's the players. It's the fans. It's the alumni. It's community leaders. It's people that we want to be fans because we want this brand to help expand the fan base. It's sponsors and partners. We want to help it expand the business. So we're talking to business leaders. Everybody's engaged on this. um, uh, And so everybody's got input. All right. So David, that is uh, Jason Wright, team president uh, with, uh, Pat McAfee 
uh, earlier on Tuesday. What do you make of that? Because one thing, and I, I don't know if this is just me jumping out, but it, but it struck me when I first listened to it. And then again, now that he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to you know announce a name on our 90 year anniversary. Well, the 90 year anniversary is July 9th of next year. That's the 90 year anniversary. Jason has said previously it would be in the first you know, part of 2022. I don't know if he meant literally or figuratively, like i.e. the 90 year, like any point in the year or actually on July 9th. I'm not sure. It would seem July 9th next year, 2022 would be a long way to go. But if you want to kick off training camp way early and get a lot of momentum going, uh, and get it all out there, that would be also a perfect time in a way. It would be. I just, I don't see how they get to the NFL draft without having announced the team and the logo and unveiled it all because, you know, the new league year starts in March. Obviously, you know that, and, and mm-hmm. most fans, I think, know that. But if you don't, the new year, new league year starts in March. So that's the beginning of the new league year. I think... You know, so, I mean, specifically, like you said, when Jason, I kind of listened to it. It's like it's more of a, our 90th year is when we're going to unveil it. So to me, like right. that's when the new year starts. Like it may not be their birthday, but that's the year. You know what I mean? Like, does, like if that makes sense. Like so like, next year. That's probably what that's almost surely what he meant. I was just wondering if he was literally like talking about like they're having a 90 year anniversary party on their 90 year anniversary. And I had to look it up and I, I forgot it's July 9th. I was like, oh, that seems kind of long. Like, to wanting point, to right? do that. I just don't know that the NFL would let them. Yeah. Do. That's, that's where right, I hesitate right. is that the NFL would allow them to do that because just because of their uniform rules and, and, and all those things, like the new league year is such an impactful day for the league that I don't know that they would allow the team. I mean, cause at the end of the day, what's the harm? Like the kid goes up there, puts on a, a W hat in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. burgundy and gold and, and da, 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 da. And then, you know, they, they roll out. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe they, they schedule a mini camp to like start that day or something. And they have, you know, the fans out and they have like a fan fest type of deal. And then boom, the players come running out in the new uniform. Like that'd be legit. That'd be really cool. And a really fun way to interact with the community and the fan base. I just don't know. And honestly, I'm almost wondering if these fan ambassadors, some of these guys who are a part of this process, are going to get some fan gear and be able to unveil the fan gear at the same time. That that would be pretty cool. Oh, that's a good point. Um, and I'm sure you know, some NDAs will be signed if they decide to do that. But it'd be cool to see, you know, uh, you know, uh, Crystal Hog Farmer, Rio, and all those guys out there, like, come out there. You got the family with the kids there. Have them come out in some kid gear. You know what I mean? That, that'd be really cool. Um, Uh, That's a good point. I didn't necessarily think about using that path. All right. Good conversation there. We'll try and pick through the rest of that uh, interview to see if there was anything else uh, really interesting uh, in the next uh, day or so. Uh, Real quickly, David, just wrapping up this segment, uh, our friend Ben Ben Standing of The Athletic, who we talked about a lot during the, um, I guess it was like late June and July when, when he had his fan poll, he did a poll uh, for the athletic of 33 NFL PA certified agents and asked a bunch of questions. The one, the first one that jumped out to me is which team had the best offseason in these agents view uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a, a team you're intimately familiar with uh, the Super Bowl champion, surprise, surprise, still at 11 votes, got the best offseason grade. They should have, they resigned everybody, but Washington got two votes 
two out of the 33 that responded. Uh, and the money quote was, they cleaned themselves up internally. It's been a crazy atmosphere for a year. Adding Coach Ron Rivera and President Jason Wright last year was huge, and they continue to make changes for a better work environment. We, we understand all that. My question to you is, does it matter that agents have a good perspective on what's going on? Yeah, here? Absolutely. I mean, the agents are, are trusted by a lot of players to kind of steer them uh, in the right direction. And, and you know, and, and some of the stuff is how workable they are and how agreeable they are and, and how player friendly they are and their facilities and, and all that stuff. All this, I think all this stuff makes it, it does make a difference. You know what I mean? That, that's why these owners and, the, and these teams will invest as much as they do in there. And, um, you know, when you see a guy like Trent Williams kind of coming out and, and bashing the organization the way that he was and kind of just that's a veteran and that's a leader in the in the in the NFL. And and when he's telling people, it doesn't mean that nobody's going to, you know, come to your come to your team or anything like that, because at the end of the day, a job is still a job and and guys need to make money and they need and they want the right opportunities. But, you know, it could be the difference between uh, a situation like you look at uh, Shaquille Barrett talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being at the top of that list. Shaquille Barrett is a big part of why they're at the top of that list. Um, when it came down for him to make his free agent decision, it was between the Buccaneers and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the reason mm -hmm. he went to the Buccaneers is he felt like it was a better situation. Well, we didn't dive into the specifics of all those situations, but was that facility? Was that coaches? Was it front office relationships? Was it his agent coming back? I mean, the agent comes back and is like, man, these Bengals guys, I don't know, bro. Like I'm trying to squeeze a couple hundred, you know, hundred thousand out of them in, in, uh, in incentives. These Bucks guys, they're, they're opening it up and they're willing to go for that. Well, you're, mm -hmm. if you're feeling the love over there more, and that's kind of a big thing for Shaq was feeling the love from somebody you're going to go that way. So I think that what Washington is doing and how upfront they are, and especially in a social media age with these young players coming up in this, like they're essentially recruiting future free agents before they even know they're going to be in the NFL uh, to come to this team because they're seeing all this good stuff coming out of the organization. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's been a, you know, the perception forever was come to Washington to get paid. Bruce Allen and Mike Shanahan stopped that. The problem is then nobody respected and nobody wanted to come here really because with limited exception, Josh Norman, they didn't really pay anybody. And what advantage was there to come here uh, if you weren't going to get paid extra by coming here? All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We'll come back and finish it up uh, with a voicemail uh, and uh, we'll, we'll have um, maybe a little bit time for more along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell asking you what your favorite Bilt Bar flavor is. David and I have told you ours, mint brownie for David, minus peanut butter brownie. But again, I love uh, multiple different flavors. I know David likes uh, and enjoys other flavors as well. And I promise you, if you go to built.com, you're going to fall in love with pretty much everything they have. I, I mean, there's just nothing that I've had so far that I was like, eh, no, no thanks. I'll never have that again. Uh, some are going to be your favorite. Some are maybe not going to be your absolute favorite, but I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy all the different varieties, all the different flavors. They pop in your mouth like a great chocolate bar would. And the great part about it is it's a great chocolate bar without all of the nasty stuff that you don't want in your body. What am I talking about? I mean, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, all good for you, perfect meal replacement, perfect after uh, workout treat, or a late night dessert to avoid that bowl of ice cream. Order today, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. 
Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Second three here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison 82 at Russellmania621. The show at Locked WFT Pod. And like Chris mentioned, uh, as, we, as we left segment two, there we got a voicemail from one of our listeners here. We got a few voicemails from from you guys, so we're gonna hit one today. We're probably going to try to catch up on the rest tomorrow, but for right now, let's hear from this WFT fan. What's up, WFT? This is uh, Todd from Utah. I uh, just wanted to chime in a little bit uh, and ask a question as well. Uh, so, you know, with the preseason game, obviously from Utah, it's tough for me to get access to see, uh, you know, the game, uh, or at least the preseason game. Uh, so, from an outsider perspective or a person who's not able to see it and just read, you know, the uh, results. Uh, I'm slightly disappointed that we didn't score a little more in the preseason game, although I realize that it's all about the mechanics and, and really analyzing each of the positions and finding out which players have the right potential and, and are going to contribute. Uh, but I, I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed we didn't score a little more. Uh, but also a, another question I have is about Curtis Samuel. Uh, it seems like under Ron Rivera, he underperformed just a little bit or, or wasn't as much of a standout player uh, under Rivera. And so what I wonder is, was that a product of the offensive coordinator uh, or is that a product of the head coach? Uh, if, if so, I, I, I find myself just a little bit nervous are we going to use the weapons that we have correctly? Uh, is that more on Scott Turner, or is that something that comes down from the top? Uh, once again, it's Todd from Utah, always rooting for the team. Uh, appreciate you both. Thanks. Uh, Todd, thank you very much for the thoughtful question and for the voicemail. I think that's a really good question. Um, David, And here's how I'll answer it. I, I think he's right. I, you know, the proof right now is in the pudding that, Curtis Samuel wasn't as productive uh, under Ron Rivera, nor Turner, and, and, and that's important to note that it wasn't uh, it wasn't Scott Turner, it was his dad, Norv Turner, who was the OC uh, in Carolina as he was with Joe Brady and Carolina uh, last year. Um, I think there's a couple of things at play here. One, he played more in the slot last year as opposed to outside, which is the plan for him to play more outside than certainly the slot here in Washington. That's number one. So maybe that's a difference. Number two, I, I would say again, you know, in, in, in the, the years in Carolina, he didn't have the best quarterback situation. I mean, Cam Newton was bad. 
banged up. Cam Newton was not Cam Newton anymore. Uh, and then Kyle Allen, obviously, and they had a really, really, really banged up offensive line and they couldn't stop the run. So they had less opportunities uh, to throw the football on offense and so on and so forth. So I think this is the best talent he's been around. Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown, Logan Thomas, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, a decent offensive line. Scott Turner calling plays. Scott, I think, is, you know, pretty aggressive when he has the weapons. So I think he'll be better here. But certainly, I think between this and all the injuries, and he still is not fully practiced, I think there's reasonable level of concern. Yeah, I mean, and until you see it actually take place and, and the successfulness of the of the operation come into play, then there, there's always going to be reason for concern. And the big thing with a guy like Curtis Samuel is he's got to be used properly, right? He's He's not a guy that can go out there and do – everything he's not the biggest guy in the world he doesn't have the largest wingspan he's not gonna be the strongest dude on the field so you've got to get the matchups right you got to get the play calling right the scheme's got to be right and that's going to fall on the offensive coordinator i mean every head coach is going to have a say in in what they're doing and and how they're operating even a defensive coach like ron rivera is going to at least have some words for his offensive coordinator of hey i really want to see us do this or try to do that and all that stuff but I, I get the feeling, and you know, I've never been in the meeting rooms with him or anything, but I get the feeling that Ron Rivera is more of a, you are the offensive coordinator, coordinate the offense. That's what you're here for. Do your job because at the end of the day, if you don't do it, you're going to get fired. So if I get in your way and I make your job harder and then I fire you for it, that's not really going to be very fair for you or for anybody else. So that's just kind of the feeling that I get. Now, the challenge that Scott Turner is going to have is, one, what is his plan for Curtis Samuel? Because right now he doesn't really get to see if his plan – or Curtis Samuel is going to work. And then two, how is what he wants to do with Curtis Samuel going to impact the rest of the team? Because when you look at those Carolina teams, you mentioned the quarterback situations there in Carolina for a few years. You also have to look at his running mates. Like he's he's surrounded by one of the best running backs in the NFL and Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy, and that's great. But then you look at the wide receiver mates he's had. DJ Moore, I like DJ Moore. He's a solid wide receiver. He's a number two guy. That's not a number one wide receiver over there. Robbie Anderson, is he a number one wide receiver? I think people have a little bit of a difference on what his ceiling could be. I don't think right now he's the number one wide receiver. So in Carolina, basically what you have is you have three number two guys and Curtis Samuel, honestly, I don't know that he's even like the best number two wide receiver in the NFL. He's, he's a complimentary piece, but now you have a Terry McLaurin who's on the cusp, if not already being considered a wide receiver one, you have Logan Thomas, you have Antonio Gibson, you have the emergence of Jarrett Patterson. You have Adam Humphreys who can handle some of the dirty underneath work. You got Deami Brown who's someone showing some versatility. So Curtis Samuel isn't going to come into this 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 offense and have to be the number two guy, the number two receiver. He can come in and say this opponent against this opponent, you're going to be the number two guy, or you're going to be the main guy. But against this opponent, you might be the third or fourth guy, and that's going to be okay because at the end of the day, all those guys want to win. So that's going to be the challenge Scott Turner has: is how does he balance all of his weapons versus this week's opponent? versus how do I make Curtis Samuel the best Curtis Samuel, if that makes sense. Uh, absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Thank you for, again, the great uh, voicemail. As always, if you want to hop in on the voicemail, and David said we have a couple left over from uh, when uh, when David was out. And honestly, I'm, I'm a technological 
dummy. So uh, I apologize for that. We will catch up and we will reset, but get them in now. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you prefer the email variety and route, lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockwftpod at gmail.com. And as you know, and as we tell you about pretty much every day, betting on the Washington football team doesn't have to be a guessing game. Hey, they're playing the Ravens this weekend. But if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you will be covered. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Glad to have David back. He's back and better than ever, as Mike and Mike used to say, or something like that. Uh, David, good to have you with us. Thanks, everybody, for being with us and for uh, downloading and subscribing and for listening. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.